The Electronic Intifada. Intifada Electronic. Intifada Electronica. This is the Electronic Intifada Podcast. My name is Oren Ziv. I'm a co-founder of Active Sales Collective. And I'm a photographer myself. And uh, in this book, I was helping collecting the images and also making the field interviews. We, in the book, we went back to some of the activists and community members that were photographed in the past, and we came back with the photos and got some uh, reactions and uh, notes and interviews with them regarding not only the photo itself, but the story behind the frame. My name is Shiraz Greenbaum. I'm with Active Stills in the, five, in the past five years, and I'm mainly the, the collective's editor, um, and I'm co-editing the book with Verit. Hi, I'm Verit Maimon. I'm not with Active Stills. I'm actually uh, an academic. I, uh, I'm a senior lecturer at Tel Aviv University in the Department of Art History, and I direct uh, a photography studies program that is focused on the history and theory of photography. And I met Shiraz when she attended the program, and this is how we established a contact, and we worked together on the editing of the book. And I also, I, I also publish on photography, on the history and theory of photography. Well, fabulous. Thank you so much, all of you, for being with us on the Electronic Intifada podcast. Um, and, you know, as, as readers of our site, uh, no, we use active stills photography quite frequently um, to illustrate our stories uh, about what's happening on the ground. Um, Oren, let's start with you. If you could talk a little bit about your work as a photographer and how that fits into uh, how the images, um, you know, that, that, that you produce and that active stills produces um, help interpret uh, the reality of what's happening on, on the ground in Palestine. Uh, I think one of the reasons we started the collective is because uh, we saw that even when we get our photos published in mainstream media, not always the story around the photos, the caption, the context that comes with the photos is what we agree with or what we wanted to show from the ground in general. We started the collective because we wanted to have the platform and the group to tell more long-term and complicated stories and to have kind of an own view on different uh, struggles and events that are happening in Palestine and Israel. And I think for us it's very important not on the single image as going to a demonstration or going to an event of a house demolition or any other human rights uh, violation and just bringing a single image or a series of a few images, but rather to create a long-term uh, documentation of a situation and by this archive that today contain, contains uh, over 50,000 images, we hope to show and present our point of view on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, a conflict that has uh, been well-documented and well-covered by many mainstream and less mainstream groups. And first of all, when we go to document, uh, document a place or event, it's because we want usually to support the communities who are struggling against the Israeli occupation or 
uh, against other things. And we hope that Fire Photos, first of all, we can uh, make uh, these struggles more visible, but also that the community itself can use the images. Um, and many times we go to places that at some point there's also a lot of mainstream media, mostly Palestinian media and sometimes international media. And still it's important for us to go to these places because I think during the 10 or 11 years that we've been documenting a struggle against occupation, there has been peak times that there has been a lot of media, but there has been time that there was no media at all. And we see our role of going back again and again to the maybe kind of showing or declaring that these uh, struggles are still happening, these issues are still relevant when it's popular or when it's also when it's less popular and also when we choose to go to a place, it's not only to take the photo as and to publish them in our archive, in social media, on Electronic Intifada, on 972 and other platforms, but also to be there with the people and to support them in our way, which is the photographic way. That's the voice of Oren Ziv. He's a photographer uh, with Active Stills. And we're also speaking with Shiraz Grinbaum and Vered Maimon. Shiraz, Oren said that there are 50,000 images in the Active Stills archives. Um, As the curator and and co-editor of uh, Active Stills Photography as Protest in Palestine, Israel, how did you begin to curate uh, the photographs? And, And what does the book... What story does the book want to tell? Yeah, it was a long, long process, as you can imagine. Over, I think we started three years ago to think about the book. Um, we wanted to tell the story of, of actresses as an event in the field of photography and as a in in the local as as a local event here in Palestine, Israel. And it took us um, a long time to reach um, the structure uh, and, um, and to curate the topics and the articles and, and every, everything that, that came about to uh, finally be in the book. Um, but it, when we started thinking about the images, we actually had a collective meeting um, and we asked ourselves what were the main topics that the collective was um, documenting and being the and we made a list, <laughs> and then uh, we made we, we went through the archive together. Uh, through it was a 40, um, 48 hours session uh, of going through <coughs> the archive together um, and looking at the main events that we were part of. Um, it was actually quite a fascinating process. And I think out of the five hundred images that are in the book. Um, it could definitely have been uh, replaced with a lot of other images and still I can, I can look through this archive um, over and over again and there's so many um, important and, and moving um, events and, and civil actions there that, that um, are still for history to um, be found and really collected. Vered, uh, can you talk a little bit about your work as an art history professor and, and how you've brought um, theory and practice into uh, co-editing this, this incredible volume of work by Active Stills? What images, for example, stand out 
for you and and why what what stories maybe are, are the most impactful in in terms of how they're told in three images so um in terms of the history of photography active stills is um are kind of initiating a new form of practice in which um documentary photo photography becomes a collaborative project because they are working with specific communities. I mean, they don't just come and leave, but they're actually both photographers and activists. So they take part in the struggle. Um, so their point of view is radically different. And you can see that in the photographs, like active stills would stand, if they're photographing in, um, in Berlin or in the West Bank, they will always stand not on the side of the protesters and not the Israeli army, although some of them are Israelis. So it has to do with their location, their understanding of what is their part in documenting this event. Documentation, protesting, uh, witnessing is becoming uh, this complex act. So photography is an act. It's not just producing images. It's an act. It's an act of protest. And this is in the name of our book as well, Photography as Protest. The other thing that was really interesting for me is that Axis Steel's produces this kind of reflective um, approach to their own work because they make an exhibition, a street exhibition, and then they photograph the exhibition and what happens to the exhibition. So you can see uh, the project in terms of singular images, but also as grid of images, which is something we put into the book because all the images in the book are organized according to grids. And the third thing that was very important for me is that active stills display their works in the actual sites of conflicts. So participants in the, in, in the conflicts view themselves in the photographs and active stills will, will document this act of viewing yourself as part of a community. So there is this sense that the exhibition producing the image, displaying the image, disseminating the image to the community involves this kind of really major project of active stills which makes them really unique. So you can take the work and compare it to a lot of photojournalistic or documentary projects and see how exceptional it is in the way it is made, in the way it is displayed and in the relationship to the community that is being uh, documented. Oren, uh, talk a little bit about your work, how you, I, I know I've seen you work in action. Uh, I remember being in um, Al-Araqib, for example, in, in the Nakab, the Negev Desert. Talk about how you work, how you've been able to photograph these, uh, these monumental events, whether it's protests or um, people trying to defend their home from imminent demolition by the Israeli army. Why why do you keep doing this work and how important is it to you to be a photographer who can document uh, these kinds of stories? And maybe I'll start from El Araki because it is a good example uh, for the fact we choose to document not only protest or direct action and clashes, but also communities that are under the risk of eviction or displacement. And I think in that sense, we do try in our archive and in our choice where to be, to look at this place, at the Palestine slash Israel, as a one space from the river to the sea. And when we come to issue uh, as a displacement of family, uh, Palestinian communities, we don't want uh, to look at the separation uh, that the, the Israeli state does, 
between uh, the Gaza Strip, the West Bank, and the Palestinian inside 48. And in uh, in one of our projects, in our previous book, we tried to portray the current displacement of Palestinians all across Palestine, and not only in specific uh, locations. Uh, to El Rakib, to be honest, we uh, got by uh, by chance. We wanted to document uh, a Bedouin village that is facing problems, but it was much before the village was demolished so many times and it became a symbol to the struggle against the travel plan and a symbol for uh, people who are resisting and staying on the ground after so many demolitions. So we actually started uh, to document the village, the village daily, daily life and their struggle for uh, running water and some minor demolitions they, that they were taking place. And then the first uh, demolition happened, and I have to say that in that time, in uh, 2010, also the Bedouin issue was not so present in the international media because many mainstream international uh, uh, groups uh, or outlets saw it as an imperial subject of Israelis uh, between themselves. They didn't see the connection of the Bedouins to the Palestinian uh, issue in general. And, only later, when the Praver plan came and like it was demolished for so many times, people started to see the connection between the displacements of the Bedouins to other forms of displacement in uh, Palestine. So for us, it was uh, important uh, to either in, in that case, uh, the photos were used by the community itself uh, after the first demolition. Uh, they used our photos uh, to show how the village looked before because after such a mass demolition, it was hard to imagine that beforehand there was actually a village. It was unrecognized by the Israeli government, but they had built their own roads and concrete houses and electricity system and, uh, and so on. So the photos was, first of all, to show what was there before. And of course, afterwards, uh, uh, we were present there a lot in the first year for demolition, but also following uh, later. And the photo was used by them and by NGOs who were uh, struggling, so, uh, especially uh, in the campaigns in the US and in the UK against the JNF, uh, because the JNF was involved there in planting or trying in the attempt to plant a forest uh, on top of the village land. And I think that when we come to a place like that, although it's not on the front pages of newspapers and maybe it's not well covered, we try to make the criteria for ourselves what is important to cover and what is not. And if it means going there every day sometimes, or at least for years, a few times a year, so we do it because we try to look for ourselves what is important to cover and what is less important. In general, I can say that uh, a lot of our work, and that may be the advantage to be in a collective, is to sit together, to edit the photos, to look at the photos, and to learn from each other, and also to speak about which subjects do we want to cover in the coming uh, month. And of course, the subject of house demolition and displacement, and the attempt to force Palestinians out of the houses, out of the communities, was something we documented for through the years, from the buffer zone in Gaza to South Hebron, the Jordan Valley, East Jerusalem, Sheikh Jarrah, and Silwan, and it's an issue that is, there's a lot to document, of course, across Palestine. 
Well, finally, uh, Shiraz, as, as a member of, of the collective, you know, if there are budding photographers, beginning photographers who want to be part of Active Stills, what, what kinds of advice do you have for them? And, and how, uh, how do you work as a collective, really? We have two main, main channels of how we work as a collective. We, as Oren said, we do long-term projects like The Displacement. We never finished 48 uh, Project, which was our first book. Um, and we have the news coverage, which is what we choose to document on a daily basis. Uh, we have monthly uh, or bi-month um, uh, meetings via Skype, because some of the members are currently abroad. Um, and then we sort of make the updates and, and discuss what's what's up um, between us. And when, when we have long long meetings and we, we edit the photo, we edit projects together and, and we collab, I mean, we consult each other. Um, as a how to join active stills, that's, that's, a, that's a big um, mystery. <laughs> Because I, I I didn't know how to join Access Stills when I started. <laughs> um, it, mainly I was I was mainly clinging on to uh, Orin and Karen for a long time. I was a beginning. I was just starting my my photography, and um, I just wanted to um, be out there. So yeah, it's there's no uh, recipe for that. There's just <laughs> Orin, you have an, an idea. <laughs> So I think one of the main reasons we started the collective was not only to publish work or to get uh, uh, projects uh, out to the world, but also I think that maybe 30 or 40 percent of our work was interior, meaning like learning from each other, like most of the photography and technical and a lot of my political views were from, from working with other people and in general photography is something that happens as a personal work many times like a photographer sits at home chooses to travel somewhere photographs come back edit publish a book exhibition with his credit and one of the reasons we started activists is to try and form a different way of um, of work and although we cover a lot of uh, news events or alternative news events we didn't want to become an agency in the sense of like getting photos and sending them to other sources and it was important to us to be a relatively closed group so we can uh, like small group that uh, we can do the work also between us and have kind of the same views on things and till now people who join just just contact us and then we met them and if it worked it worked Many times people mistaken us as like a photo agency or other things, but um, for us it's of course important uh, on one hand the photographic uh, skill, but as well the political perspective and how people look at the world and specifically uh, the photographing world. On that sense, it's maybe interesting to talk about the changes because when we started in 2005, we had the feeling that if we would come to a demo in Berlin or somewhere else, there would no, there won't be any photos for the community or for the activists from the event. Of course, you might have mainstream photographers there, but a they wouldn't publish all the material, and b if you would want to use it for posters or fundraising or for legal 
support you couldn't access the photos, meaning you won't have the right in the photos. So, and we felt that by coming there, of course, the community we had would have the photos to use. And nowadays, when there's so many things happening, and even if we don't go or arrive to an event, still people photograph their cell phone cameras are much cheaper today. And while many mainstream photographers complain about the fact that the stills photography stills photographer have less work today uh, actually we are very happy that people can document themselves in the last years we've seen the incredible documentation made by people themselves that couldn't have been made by even by activists or for activist photographers stay at the place a week or two weeks or one month so on that sense uh, we are happy and that's also uh, allowed us to document on more long-term stories and think that there's still some advantage to for professional photographers to tell more complicated story and not necessarily breaking news or something that is happening in the middle of the night and you're not always there yeah and especially you know the the, the story of what's happening in Palestine the 70 years of colonization and displacement and destruction, it's important to have a, a running document. These long form, really photo essays that, that Active Stills does. Um, finally, Vered, if you could talk a, a little bit more about the book, uh, the, the power of, of this long form documentation of, of a form of uh, reporting through images in, in the book, Active Stills Photography as Protest in Palestine, Israel. And, uh, and why you, you jumped on board with this project? So, um, well, that was a really big challenge because, you know, Active Steels have their own online archive. So one of the questions me and Shiraz faced was, why should we publish a book, right? Because how to transfer, how to shift this kind of online archive, which is mobile and dynamic, is changing, how to shift it to a book, what was also the justification for that? So one thing we actually wanted one to, was to um, have people look and talk about the archive. I mean, make the archive accessible. Because the archive, you know, if you're not really into the, uh, the conflict or, you know, it, it, it's, it's huge. So we wanted to use the book as a kind of um, interface to the online archive. And then we also wanted reflection on the archive. So we basically addressed scholars, activists, media scholars, photography scholars that can talk about the specificity of active stills. What is, again, what is unique about active stills work in relation to this whole broad spectrum of um, photographic practices. So that was one thing that we thought about, how to make this kind of reflective gaze on the archive. Another thing that we want is what to create this kind of equality. I mean, if active deals are about rights, we wanted to make the book also based on a dialogue and collaboration. So we invited uh, the subjects that are photographed to talk about their feelings about photography. How do they feel? What do they think the use of photography is? So we have this whole section of the book, which is really exceptional, in which subjects talk about themselves as being photographed. So that was very important for us, whether they are activists uh, or whether they are just um, um, Palestinians who take part in the struggle for their own uh, political agency. 
So that was very important for us as well. And then we also wanted the photographers to talk about their practice. So we wanted kind of to create this situation where there isn't just, you know, the, author the, the scholarly authority talking about the photographs. We wanted to have this dialogue in which you will have different perspective on one photograph. And you will know a lot about how the photograph is made, not just the caption, but what was the situation, which is very rare in a photography book. Again, in documentary books, we don't have n no information about that. What was the subject photograph feeling or thinking? Or what, what did he feel about being photographed? What did he think the use was of it? So that was really the, the structure of the book. We, we, we divided the book into two parts. One is active, one is stills. One is from the perspective of activism, and the other is from the perspective of photography. So the book is, is an effort to investigate what is activist photography, what makes it different from documentary, photojournalism, or participatory photography, in which you give cameras to the people that are struggling. So we really wanted to map active stills a uh, specific position and to give to, to have this kind of uh, visual and textual analog to their way of working, which is always about collaboration. So that was that was the, the idea of the book, and, and we are very proud that we managed to do it. I mean, we managed to put the voices of the people that are photographed, scholars, and also the photographers themselves. In terms of my own interest, I can say that I feel that this, again, that Active Steel's work is a kind of a response to a crisis that um, photojournalism and documentary photography faced after the major criticism that was um, uh, directed at it by major scholars like Marta Rosler, Alan Sekula, which criticized this kind of way in which, you know, it's always the powerful were documenting the others and the photographs are actually addressed to someone that is not involved in the struggle. They're not able to expose the reasons for inequality. And for me, it was very, very interesting. I felt that there is, uh, in terms of knowing the history of photography, that there is something new here and that I want to take part in trying to theorize it. I mean, there are efforts to theorize it, you know, by Thomas Kina and Ariel Azulay, but I wanted to really uh, look carefully at what active stills are doing and kind of combine a theoretical approach to a more practice-based approach. This project allowed me to go out of this just scholarly position and meet people that actually, and work with people that actually practice in photography. So the book is really an effort to put these two perspectives together. And I think that's what makes the book so special. It's not just essays about active stills. It's not just photographs, it's not a catalog, but it's really trying to create a, you know, a scholarly book, a textbook, but also a book of photographs. So it's really kind of a very unique kind of um, structure that I hope will interest a lot of people. And it is beautiful. Um, there's full yeah. color photographs and essays and commentary, and um, it really is uh, it, it itself a work of art. Um, yep. That's the voice of Vered Maimon. Uh, we also have Shiraz Greenbaum and Oren Ziv of Active Stills. The book is called Active Stills, Photography as Protest in Palestine, Israel. Uh, Shiraz, Vered, and Oren, thank you so much for your work and for being with us on the Electronic Intifada podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And that's it for the Electronic Intifada podcast. For news, information, cultural features, and reviews, and pointed opinion and analysis, visit us online at electronicintifada.net. 
you can also post comments and sign up for our daily email digest. Follow us on Twitter at Intifada. Radio stations are free to use this podcast, and on behalf of all of us at the Electronic Intifada, thank you for listening.